All right, Bedroth, give me a word. All right, the word is organization. Organization, okay. Um, give me a number. I'm just gonna. I want you to give me a number one through forty-five. Ooh, one through forty-five. Okay, twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven. Okay, give me. This isn't a game. Um, plus, 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 plus or minus. Five. Uh, plus or, plus, plus or, five. Plus five? Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, perfect. Give me a number one through... Ooh, this one has a lot of tracks. One through... Let's just do one through... 55. One. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> oh, they're not numbered, are they? No, so hang on. The seven minute, 25 second track. <laughs> 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 okay, do we want to do that for the opener? Um. Yeah, yeah, this <laughs> okay. is random. We're going with it. Starting off, you guys are listening to Dawn from Tales of Arise. Released September 10th, 2021. Composed by Matoy Sakuraba.
What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, it is an emotional bedroth. Oh, man, you had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there. Yep. Day for uh, for anybody who knows, uh, Pao is my oldest child um, and was my co-host on Very Good Music, a BGM podcast. And today, Shoot's mom and I took her to college. And did. Kicked yeah, her out of the it's nest. Been, it's been a day. <laughs> Been a day, man. Been a day. But yeah, but I am uh, I'm doing all right now, and I am, I tell you, man, I'm excited to get into this one. I am too. We're going to tell you what we did, because you probably didn't know what the heck you were listening to as soon as this episode started. But before we get into all that, real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drops a quick rating and a review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. Episode number 300. Yeah, man. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, congratulations. Pretty big deal. I'm excited to get this far. I'm glad you're along for the ride now, but I got to give a shout out to Frank, obviously, for holding the fort down before you got here with me. Um, I'll, I'll give Jessica a shout out, too. She was on a lot of episodes with me, even though we're no longer together. And Kyle, more recently joining us on BG Man, though he's been on a couple episodes in the past. Uh, so definitely appreciate you guys for helping this show get to where it is. And of course, we wouldn't be anywhere without all of you out there. That's right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. You guys keep the you show going the by best. continuing to listen every single time we put an episode up. Yep. Yep. You rock. You are the best. You are the best. The winner. So before we tell you what we did, <laughs> the let winner me, um, is all of you. The winner is all of you before we uh get into what we did we had one new comment drop since we last recorded bedroth it was on our masters of hollywood episode that dropped um you know not that long ago actually it was on the fifth i think that episode finally posted it was clark once again came in with a comment and said a masterful episode Mm. and i agree thank you clark yeah, a masterfully that was, long very... episode too. <laughs> it really was. I will take some of the heat for that one, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and we had a lot to talk about on that one because sure it did. is an area we don't really, you know, not the kind of thing we explore very often. So I think it warrants a little bit of extra time. And Clark, yeah. glad you enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, thanks Absolutely. again for writing in. So we didn't really know we had on the calendar for a while for episode three hundred to be threequels. And mm-hmm. I think we did something similar for 200. I think we even did may that's may actually what we have done. I think if I'm remembering correctly was games that had like the number two after them. I know we'd done something like that in the past and I wanted to do something completely different. And then you brought this idea up to me. That's an idea that you've technically done before. Correct. Uh, maybe I, not, maybe not in that- the same manner. Well, uh, okay, I did this just randomly um, a week or so ago with Dusk, my second kid. Oh, uh, so you never did this on air. see what came up. I never did this on air. I thought that you and Frank had done something like this at one point, though. And see, I don't remember ever doing that. <laughs> so any and long I time, I feel like I would remember. There, <laughs> but then again, if, if you remember, if this isn't a Mandela effect, let us know. <laughs> I, uh, you know, more recently have zero long-term memory since my life choices involve partaking. Um, 
So it's totally possible, I guess, that I've done something like this in the past, but I don't think I have. But I really liked the idea when you presented it to me that everything on the show today is 100% random. No idea what it's going to be until we actually do what we did at the start of the show. That's right. And what did we do at the start of the show? So <laughs> to, to make it less confusing to everybody out there, Technically, that was my first pick of the show. However, Bedroth technically picked it for me by giving me a word in numbers. So what we're doing for this entire episode, episode 300, just to have some fun, we're just going to probably call it random or randomness or something like that. Um, Randomizer. Again, randomizer. <laughs> I think that's what we actually called it on the calendar. That's probably what it'll be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just want to have some fun and, you know, enjoy that we got to episode 300. So we're using a specific website that houses a lot of video game soundtracks and have them uploaded as MP3s. And Bedroth and I are going to take turns, right? So technically, Bedroth's block of three is the first three that you're going to hear after we're done with the opening. However, I'm going to pick those three for Bedroth using words and numbers. Yep. So put a word in this website. See how many hits come up. Tell someone to pick a number. Pick the album that corresponds to that number or soundtrack, if you want to think of it that way. And then pick another number, and that's the actual track we'll listen to. Now, granted, there are some limitations, right? I think, the, as you heard in the opening, the first one we landed on was not actually from a game. So we had to go plus minus, which we'll do if we need to. We're also going to try to keep it to where we're not picking a track that's like 15 seconds, because I don't think that would be any fun. So <laughs> this is going to potentially be crazy because I don't we don't know what we're going to get. Absolutely not. And uh, we also don't we won't vouch for the quality of the tracks. We happen to get a really fantastic opener by a well-known composer. Yeah, uh, we may find a maybe hidden gem only, by someone maybe we never the heard only of. time that happens today. <laughs> and, you know, we may end up with the crazy bus title screen. Um, crazy <laughs> bus on, on title that, screen. <laughs> On that note, um, Brian is allowing, no, yeah. Repeats. Are you allowing yeah. repeats on this one? Yeah. If, if okay. it just so happens that we land on a track that we've already played before, screw it. We're going to play it again. Yep. Randomizer. <laughs> totally Randomania. Random. Random mania. Yep. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, uh, should we put an upper limit on the tracks, uh, the, the length of the tracks? Um, We'll try to keep it under 10 minutes. Okay. Okay, cool. I think that's, I think that is fair. Yeah, that so, works uh, for me. That works yeah, for well. me. So we, uh, we opened up with, again, you chose it, but it was my first pick and it was honestly a great pick for me. It's something I would have chosen for myself. Uh, we listened to Dawn from Tales of Arise, which also is super timely because I believe Sev, I think just posted this in Discord like yesterday or the day before the new Tales of game, which is rumored to be a sequel to Tales of Arise, which again released back on September 10, 2021, is probably set to be announced, I think this week, maybe tomorrow as of time of recording. Yep, yep. And I heard it's going to be called Tales of Cold Steel. Is that right? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. It's so, dude, it's so crazy. Like, Tales of, Trails of, like, man, they're so closely named. But uh, this is a gorgeous track, dude. Matoi Sakuraba, obviously, it's going to be excellent. Freaking amazing Japanese composer who has worked on an astounding number of JRPGs and continues to go strong up through today. Yep. Didn't we actually just last year do a focus on Motoi Sakuraba? We did. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. I thought so. I thought so. And I have a feeling just because it wouldn't be Tails without him, right? He's going to be on the sequel to this game. 
So I'll be very excited to listen to some more Sakuraba Tales music. I don't remember where this takes place in the game. It's gorgeous. It's at the end of the first disc on the official soundtrack. The website we're using had them listed alphabetical order. Um, So it's at the end of the first disc, which the soundtrack itself is seven discs long. I want to say being at the end of disc one, it probably is somewhere in a transitionary period after you leave maybe the first few areas heading toward the next. It's it's not a cut scene, but I feel like it might be it could be an event scene. I don't know. Yeah, I remember hearing it in the game. I just don't know where. One quick question uh, before I move on from this. Isn't there a protagonist named Lloyd in at least one Trails game and also, of course, Tales of Symphonia? Uh, Yes. So Lloyd Bannings is the protagonist of Trails to Azure and Trails from Zero. And then Lloyd Irving is the protagonist of Tales of Symphonia. Yep. And the and the uh, is in the sequel. And is not the protagonist, but is in the sequel. Yeah. Um man, yeah. There's a lot wild. of similarities, dude. A lot of similarities <laughs> between the two franchises. But they are now at least completely different, right? Uh Trails of or The Legend of Heroes, because I don't know that they're all they're not always gonna be Trails of, right? Like Right. But the Legend of Heroes franchise is still to this day, traditional turn-based JRPG, whereas Tales is completely action RPG. So they are different in that regard for the mechanics, but story beats, narrative, man, there's a lot of similarities. Yep, yep, yep. Well, what do you say, man? You ready to get into uh, my first block? Yeah, so what we're going to do for the blocks is you're going to pick three tracks right now, right? You're not going to tell us what the other two are. You'll still read the one like we normally do on the episode. But we want you guys to hear the words we're choosing and all that kind of stuff in the episode. So before we cut to a block, Bedroth will pre-pick the three tracks based on the words I give him and the numbers I give him. So this this one's going to have to be heavily edited. Do you want to do it one at a time? So like between the tracks, you, you give me a word and I pick and then we play the second one in that in that block. Well, yeah, that works too. Okay. I mean, either way, I was just a, just another an alternative. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. You're that the works. CEO. That works. <laughs> As I said. Cool. That works. All right. Well, then, then yeah, give me give me my first word then. Ombre. Let's go with Silk. S-I-L-K. Ooh, ooh, I like it. Okay. Give me a number between one and nine. Three. All right. And now give me a number between one and 63. 20 20 20 is fine okay opening my first block we're gonna take a listen to bgm 20 from silk to cotton composed by unknown and released on october 31st 2002 
right, give me another word. Let me consult my friend randomwordgenerator.com. Let's go with pressure. Some good words, dude. Let's see if this uh, is any better. Okay, uh, one or two. <laughs> two. <laughs> are they both games? Okay, yes, they are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me a number between one and 21. Uh, 12. Next up, we're going to listen to track 12 from Quiz Presents Variety Kusama DS. Pressure Study Cross Atama Gayokunaru Drill SP. Released October 27, 2011. Composer Unknown. Final word for my first block. We're going to go with chapter. Mm, got the potential here. Okay, wow. I imagine there's a lot of hits. Dude, okay, yeah. All I'll, right. keep, it, I'll uh, keep it small. At least I'll try to. Okay, give me a number between one and 50. Okay, let's do, let's do eight. Okay. All right, give me a number between one and eight. Let's go with... Uh, let's let's do four. All right, rounding out my first block, we're going to listen to Little Devil Darling from Bindi and the Ink Machine, Chapter 2, The Old Song, released April 17th, 2017, composed by Sammy Lawrence. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, coming back in, we are first <laughs> talking about BGM number 20 from Silk to Cotton. <laughs> And uh, a, a game, I'm sure not, not the last one, well, I know not the last one tonight, but I'm sure it's going to happen quite a bit. A game we never would have discovered at all, like that never would have come up. Yep, I, absolutely. I don't know. This is Japanese-only release. Of, yep. Very, very, very little info exists online on this game. There mm -hmm. is a there very is a obscure. Let's Play on YouTube. Yeah, there is. Uh, there is a full Let's Play, looks like, about 55 minutes on um, oldgameshelf.com. Uh, it says, Silk to Cotton is a Game Boy Advance game where players take on the role of a textile trader, uh, traveling across ancient trade routes to collect and sell silk and cotton. Along the way, they must navigate various obstacles such as bandits, natural disasters, and rival traders. With each successful trade, players can upgrade their caravan and expand their business empire. Okay, wasn't there like a, wasn't there a Silk Road in China? Or was that in Japan? The Silk Road, it, it did originate in China, and it, okay. it traveled... I think all the way to Europe. The Silk Road was a, a famous like trading thoroughfare. Yeah, back in, like, I, I, I imagine in the, that's in the, the inspiration for this game. I'm sure. Yeah, and I mean a, a textile trader. Like textiles are you know materials that you use to uh, like, yeah. you know make stuff. So um, it's yeah, it sounds like a game with this exact concept. If it were released 20 years later on Steam, would would probably be like a sleeper hit because this sounds like the kind of game that a modern you know that modern niche gamer would enjoy. Uh, but yeah, so. But this track, this track was interesting. Uh, you know, GBA, we've talked about before, doesn't have a great Not the best sound. Chip. But this was very, very unique, very weird. And um, it sounded, I mean, the composition was really complex. Yeah, so. very complex. There's a lot of things being thrown at you here. It's very uh, noisy, chaotic type of a track. Like, there's a lot going <laughs> on. And it does have a very strong Japanese feel to it and some of the instrumentation, kind of like a, a feudal Japan type feel. Um, I like the little sleigh bells in the back. Like that was this track, right? I think it was. Uh, yeah, honestly, listening back to it again, man, this sounds like it would have been right at home on one of the old computer systems. Like oh, yeah. the ZX Spectrum or the, you know, the, the Commodore 64, stuff like that. It has yeah. that kind of sound. It does. And so I wonder if this... I don't know. I, I couldn't even begin to say, but what, I wonder if uh, it was one of those, maybe one of those old ZX Spectrum people coming in and doing something like this. It's possible, because it does have that sound. You're right. It really does. And it, it, it wouldn't have been, you know, it wouldn't have been the um, any of the Commodore stuff or the, the Sharp or any of those, because those are, those are European. I'm pretty sure the Sharp is European and the ZX Spectrum is Japanese. I might have those mixed up. But anyway, I don't, I don't care. Uh, somebody can at me. Um, I like did being you, corrected did, because did I learned more. Did you say ZX? ZX Spectrum because you were talking about Europe? Oh, I did, uh, man, because the uh, because the ZX Spectrum is more well-known overseas, <laughs> I most often actually hear it referred to as the ZX Spectrum. Okay. And so sometimes <laughs> I just, it slips out. But, but yeah, uh, this track, it, it grows on you, man. Like, listening to it the second time, I feel like I enjoy it even more. Yeah, I have it on again in the background as we usually do. I, I did. It took me a minute to realize I should be doing that again. But, um, <laughs> yeah, me too. I do really like the sound of this, and like like you said, we would have never discovered this. We probably wouldn't have discovered the first two tracks we played in this block had we not done it this way. So this was a really cool find. Um, I'd be curious to listen to more on the soundtrack to see what it sounds like. If now this this soundtrack has uh, quite a few tracks, it has sixty three tracks. Uh, now the last like ten of those are jingles, so it has uh, fifty three BGM tracks. Okay, and uh, 
some of them get a little longish. There's one here that's six minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, oh, wow. We might have to explore a little more of this. Yeah. But like I said, I'd be curious um, to hear more. Yeah. So uh, if so, this is about a third of the way, I guess, through the soundtrack. If you had to guess, what do you think is going on with this track? This sounds like adventure music, right? Like it does. It sounds a little bit like danger, dangerous. It, ha- it has a little bit of a danger, but I imagine that's because there might be enemies. Like, I don't know what any anything going like. I don't know if there's battles. Um, no idea, but it could be yeah. that there's monsters in the overworld or something like that. If it's that type of game, you're walking in the world in the field, and this this sounds like that. Could be something like I don't know, maybe walking through a forest or something. Could be, yeah, could be surrounded by enemies or scary trees that are breathing or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I like it. Like it. Get out your bingo charts, everybody. <laughs> and I mean, and leave them out because, again, I have to say, it, it not not as much as some other tracks we have, but definitely for for an obscure GBA game, this track really goes some places. <laughs> it, you got to get them all it in. It's episode three hundred. <laughs> yep. And some of some of the the chords here are are really weird. I wouldn't go so far as to call them like ethereal, but it definitely sounds like it's it's dissonant on purpose. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have much more to say, but yeah, me neither. I will be I dug it, checking out more of this soundtrack. Yeah, I dug this a lot. This was a cool find. But you know what I dug even more, man? <laughs> that, <laughs> that second track from, I'm going to say this Unreal. title one more time, and I'm not going to say it again. Uh, <laughs> Quiz Present Variety Q Sama DS Pressure Study Cross Atama Ga Yokunaru Drill SP. <laughs> we listened to... Uh, what track was this? 12? Um, track 12. And dude, this rocks. Like, literally. This is great. This reminded me a little bit of... And, and it might just be because of the way it sounds, but it reminds me a little bit of Biker Mice from Mars on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could definitely hear this. What it, think, what it, what it makes me think of is uh, the... Uh, I think it's like the... I think it's the presence. The fighter's story in uh, Live Alive by Okashi okay, Mora. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, really has that sound. It's got a little bit of a Capcom, Capcom Konami feel, you know? It feels a little more like Capcom to me than Konami, but... I mean, it would fit right in again. Yeah, this is such, dude, the bass line, the drums, like, this is insane. Insane. It's really good. And, yeah. And for the DS, I mean, that bass drum is really solid. It uh, is. Everything sounds really good. And, like, I mean, this would, it's, it's honestly, this isn't saying much, but this sounds like it would be at home on, like, the Wii or even, or the Wii U. Um, And, I don't know, there's just... This is fun. This is just a fun track. And this track exists in a game that supposedly is just a quiz game that combines brain yeah. training exercises to help like cognitive abilities and stuff like that. Like, I want to know where this plays in a quiz based game. Like, maybe I know. is this like the the last round or something and you're running out of time and this track kicks in? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I, I have no idea. It's like... I saw something about this being based on like an actual game show in Japan. Interesting. And I don't, I don't know whether the game show is uh, um, Variety Kusama or Atama Gaiokunaru Drill. Uh, and drill, I guess, is like a you know like a math drill or a spelling drill. You know that kind of drill, not like drill dozer. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, I don't know. The uh, the Japanese definitely take their game shows very seriously. So <laughs> they do. So, and they yeah. have some some crazy 
crazy game shows. Yeah, yeah, they really, really do. Um, they do. But this is this is fun. Again, this is really, not a whole really lot cool. to say about it. Yeah, no idea what the game is like. The track isn't super complex. It's only using a couple instruments, but yeah, what really they not. use, it's very, very cool. Now it's it's weird. The, the, most of this soundtrack, there are twenty one tracks. None of them are very long. Uh, track twelve is actually the longest. Except, man, if you had gone one more number, I don't know what it is, but track thirteen is seventeen minutes and thirty three seconds long. Oh man, good thing I didn't <laughs> say thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, might might have to check this out uh, as well. Uh, look into it a little more because man, that was fun. Yeah, that was super that cool, was man. Fun. Again, a track we never would have discovered. Never would have discovered that had we done this. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but again, for both of those, because they were kind of relatively obscure Japanese games, we were not able to find a composer for them. We weren't. So yeah. if anybody out there knows, anybody is a, a, you know, a good digger, let us know, because I'd be curious. Uh, and that, But that does lead us to a game that we were able to find the composer for, and a game that I, I know about because it, it made a big splash, but I really don't know a lot of the details of. Uh, from Bendy and the Ink Machine Chapter 2, which this chapter is called The Old Song, uh, we got Little Devil Darling. Yeah, this the is remastered very version. cool. This is very cool. Very, honestly, kind of goes well with uh, two weeks ago, our Masters of Hollywood episode. It has that cinematic feel to it. But it makes sense because of the way Bendy and the Ink Machine looks, right? Like, it, it mm-hmm. kind of has yeah. that, even though it came out, I think it came out before Cuphead. But it has that, like, old school Disney cartoon feel to it, just with, like, a little bit more of a of a horror style, even though I don't think this game has anything that... I haven't played this one either, yeah. so... Now, I will say, um, yeah, it is dark. Um, oh, it is a horror-based composer. game. Never mind, I lied. It is a horror-based game, yes. Yeah. Uh, um, composed by Sammy Lawrence, uh, at least this chapter. I don't know if the whole series was, um, but uh, I... Benny and the Ink Machine has a look like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons, whereas yeah. Cuphead is a little bit more like the Silly Symphonies, I would say. So not strictly Mickey, but uh, strictly Mickey. But um, but yeah, this, this track, man, it, it reminds me of Doom. I, I feel like... Little Devil Darling, it makes me think that some, like, I don't know, like, like possessed doll or something is chasing you down a hallway. Like, this yeah. sounds like that sort of intense, like, you're running for your life kind of kind of thing. It has that feel. There's definitely, you like to say tracks have a sense of danger. This track does have that sense of danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, this trailer is wild. I'm watching it for the game. Like, again, I was familiar with this, and I remember talking about it when it first came out, but I never actually got around to picking it up and playing it. Uh, some of the things going on in this game, they're pretty wild looking. They are, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it looks like it fits right in with things like um, like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. I was going to say, it's very kind of FNAF, yep. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And I'm not seeing a lot by Sammy Lawrence other than Bendy, but let me see. Uh, Sammy Lawrence, an award-winning musician and composer, the director of the music department at Joy Drew Studios, known for writing music for the Bendy cartoons in the studio's heyday. But, oh, this is, I think this is in-game. By mid-1935, he had grown frustrated with his tight schedule. <laughs> um, <laughs> Around 46, he stole a large number of ink bottles. Okay. So is Sammy Lawrence a real person? I don't know. I don't know. Like, is it? Is he the real composer? 
and also like in the game or is the real composer a different name i have no idea the ink form of sammy lawrence is the result of ink corruption sammy lawrence is the main character okay i mean it says song by sammy lawrence that's i have no idea sammy lawrence is the name of the main character i can confirm that much okay well looking looking live um uh Main designer. Okay, I, I found the name Ray Gold. Uh, G O U L D uh, is one of the developers uh, introduced to develop since chapter two. He is the main sound designer of the game, and it says music composer. Okay, so Ray Gold or Gould is the actual composer. Uh, so live correction from what you heard before the track. Uh, I think I think is the nature of this episode. We're not going to go back and fix that. We can just you'll have it in the yeah, in no, the fine. show notes. But we corrected it here. But yeah, so born in Toronto, currently lives in Ottawa, and 2016 created the sound company Sound Camera with a K, all one word, to provide high-quality outsource sound and music for interactive media. Um, but apparently this was an original composition for Bendy. It wasn't one that he just had lying around because he was actually brought in to compose. Soundtracks composed include um, uh, Bendy, um, Sammy Jam, and You Left Me in a Heartbeat, uh, which is unused. Okay, uh, so these are... Yeah, no man, this is this is wild. Uh, I feel like this is a rabbit hole that we could get lost in. So before we do that, any any big Bindi fans out there who have more information um, and or corrections, please let us know. But why don't we go ahead and you get said his into... name was Ray Gould, right? G O U L D. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That way I can just put it in the notes like usual. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think I'm ready. Let's do this. Uh, go ahead. We're gonna kick to our second block, of course. Give me a word. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna go with banana. Uh, one through sixteen. Nine. Uh, doesn't tell me how many tracks are in this. Oh, it does. Oh, ooh, one through eighty-eight. Okay, one through eighty-eight, and they're numbered this time. No. <laughs> really, for me, they were all numbered, like along the, the left hand the side track on the nope. left hand side. Nope, not for me. They're not. So there, so there's just like the little, the little arrow, and then the, the little, little play arrow, arrow, and then yep, the title, and then the title, and these are all alphabetical as well. Oh, that's so weird. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Uh, okay, let's 88. make this a little. Let's make this a little easy. Go a little deep because the first several are short. Okay, a little deep. Seventeen. Okay, that's an eleven-second track. Okay. So plus plus, plus whatever three. you want. Okay, that's only plus sixty. Three. That's a minute. Okay. Plus four. The next. Ten are all of the same track, just different variations. Okay, well, to go back to the one that was just a minute, and then plus 14. That's a jingle that's four seconds. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, hang on, hang on. My, minus, hang on. Minus two or plus five? Minus two or plus five? Pick one. Minus two. All right. Kicking off this block, we are going to take a listen to Ice from Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. Released on November 19th, 2006. Composed by Yasushi Asada.
All right, Bedroth, give me a word. Your second word is satisfied. Okay, all right. One through 18. Hmm, interesting, okay. Uh, 17. Oh, 17, well, that's easy. Oh, ooh, okay. Um, oh, these are kind of numbered, but they start over, so I can tell these are by disc. Uh, okay. One through 75. Oh, okay. 33. Okay. Ooh, okay. Coming up next, you are taking a listen to Umimoto from Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action. Released June 21st, 2016. Composed by Michael Kelly.
All right, Bedroth, give me a final word for now. <laughs> Your final word for this block is adult. Okay, so I have seven matching albums with the name adult in it, or 48 albums that match song names. Let's go with the seven. Let's let's see if we can get a okay. name of a game in here. So one, one through seven. Two. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know if this is a real game. It's called Adult Puzzles Pole Dancer, and there's one track on the uh, Does it have a platform? No. Okay, then let's assume it's not. Okay. Okay, let's go with, uh, let's go with five. Okay, this was on the DS. Ooh, three tracks only, and they're all less than 30 seconds. Okay, well, let's go back out. Uh, three. Okay, okay, this works, this works. One through 16. <clears throat> 10. Okay, closing out this block, we're going to take a listen to track 10 from Akiko Gold, The Queen of Adult, released December 22nd, 1994, composer unknown.
私との思い出はあの子たちにとっては辛い事件の記憶なんですものねさようならみんなどうか元気でいてね Coming back in, we are talking about Ice from Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz, released November 19th, 2006, composed again by Yasushi Asada.、Uh, this is wild, man. This is insane. It's even got some, like, I, I, I'm assuming those are supposed to be maybe like the monkeys singing in this track. That'd be sick if so. But、uh, I have no yeah, idea. Man,、uh, I don't know either, but this, yeah, this, this track was just so much fun. Do, 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 do. So it just does that over and over again. It's great. <laughs> like Michael Jackson. Thought you were him for a second. Reincarnated. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> Yep, dude, this is this is so much fun. I, I really, really like this a lot. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. I kept b o u n c i n g around in my chair. The, the, those, the, the singing monkeys or whatever, that so, sounds like the lums from、uh, Rayman they Origins. They do. They really, really do. <laughs> And this was a Wii game, so. Um, it was only a Wii game, yeah. And obviously, I'm familiar with Super Monkey Ball as a series. I freaking loved、yep. the original games on the GameCube. I thought they were so much fun. I will say I didn't play Banana Blitz because, again, wasn't a big fan of the Wii. so. Right, yeah.、Um, and Monkey Ball is a Sega joint, right? It is. Okay. The closest that I have gotten to Monkey Ball is the,、uh, um, the similar levels in Mario Galaxy. <laughs> okay. But okay. I am、yeah. familiar with, with the whole kind of a, a riff on mini golf style of gameplay. Yeah, it always reminded me of like mini golf meets the old Marble Madness games from back in the day. Marble Madness, yeah. And like those, like those marble towers made of plastic toys that we used to build as kids. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. This is a really fun track. It, you know what? Like some of the instrumentation, it's called ice. I have to assume you're in some sort of icy level or icy area.、Um, some of the instrumentation does kind of elicit that. But I wonder if the vocals are more what's doing it. Because they do have、uh, some sort of effect applied over their voice that gives it kind of like a, a cold feeling or a wintry feeling a little bit. Okay, yeah. Well, and I mean. At least that's my take. Could be totally wrong. The scents,、uh, you know, are. are、um, scents can be a little icy. There's a part around the minute 20 mark that gets kind of staccato and echoey, and that part does sound kind of like Ice Cave ish to me. Okay, 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 okay. Because I, I know, like, the Monkey Ball games, right? They usually put you in a certain amount of levels that are all set in, like, a certain area. So I have to assume there's, like, 10 or so boards that you're rolling through that are in, like, an icy. Environment, and, and this might be the only track that plays in all 10 of those courses. I have no idea, but、um, it does have a monkey ball feel as well. Like, I can picture this playing as you're rolling about collecting bananas, which is the word we use to get this one on the course. Yeah, yeah. And、uh, I, I want to mention、um, that the minute 20 second mark, I was,、um, it was, again, I think it was the vocals that you were talking about.、Um, and yeah, the, but in the background of those vocals also, I feel like it gets a little icier then. But again, I maybe just be listening into it. But that's okay. But We have no idea. Fun, we're not going to know what the hell we're talking about on a lot of these games and tracks. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. 
Who did you say the composer was on this? This one was Yasushi Asada, which is a name okay. that I'm not... I know I've heard it before, but I'm not yeah. super... Why have I heard... Oh, okay, maybe. He did do um, Castlevania Bloodlines on the Genesis. Okay, I knew for some reason that well, I was that, thinking Although it does say Michiru Yamani was on that as well, so I don't know how much of that he did, but he was included on that soundtrack. Um, did he do this one? He didn't do... He, so he's also on Castlevania Judgment, but he didn't do that one by himself either um has quite a few credits actually somewhat recently too uh last year he did do or at least has credits on the sequel to ai the somnium files which was called nirvana initiative um let me see he is okay he played guitar on that on ai the somnium files Uh, sorry uh yeah on on moby games he's credited as guitar Hmm. vgmdb has him credited as composer for like over half the soundtrack oh interesting. well maybe not uh several tracks but not over half most of it was done by kaisuke ito um i have him moby games has him listed on dragon ball z kakarot uh, apparently did the prologue theme to Atelier Sophie 2. Um, Bakugan Battle Brawlers. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I know it's a name I've heard. I know it's a name I've heard, but I'm not super familiar with him. Moby Games actually doesn't have him listed for, for Monkey Ball. So, yeah, take all this with a grain of salt. Yeah, this that's literally from Wikipedia, by the way, the, yeah. the actual info on that. So, if I'm wrong, they're wrong. Right. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, Love the sense. And man, it it led so perfectly into your second track as well, which I love it because it's completely random, but they go together really well. (laughs) Yeah, we listened to Umimoto from Valhalla, a, well, just cyberpunk bartender action, not a cyberpunk bartender action. Again, released June 21st, 2016. Again, composed by Michael Kelly, which I'm almost positive. We've played something from this soundtrack before. And oh, I yeah. think somewhat yeah, relatively recently. 100%. Um, and I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure where else I would have heard it, but um Yeah, we played Oh, we played Spirit Potion. Wonder okay. Why. You beat I don't know what it. I don't know yeah. what episode that would have been in, but we did play something from this game relatively recently. Alchemy. I remember talk Ah, that's it. Alchemy. Yep. That's it. That would have been it. Yeah, the Alchemy episode. That's where this game last appeared. And uh, this is the first one. So for, for the listeners at home, uh, we are, uh, w- when we give the random word, uh, a lot of times albums will pop up with that word in them. And so we can just pick from those. But sometimes uh, it'll just be lists of tracks where, uh, lists of albums where a track with that name appears. This yeah. is one of those. Tales, so, of, Tales of Arise at the beginning was similar. Because th- this this one was Satisfied. Yeah. And uh, there, there is a track that starts with, I don't know. Let me see if I can tell you the name of the track. Uh, Saddest. Another Satisfied Customer is on disc two, track 23. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for, for every other track, again, except the opener, we actually have been able to find it. But just in case you hear anything and you're like, wait a minute, that game doesn't have that word in it. Where's the word? So. They lie. <laughs> no, this is yeah, just, dude, so. we're just picking. It's still random regardless, so it doesn't matter. But, okay, now now tell me, th- th- there is part of this track that does sound like it could fit in, in an ice cave. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And this game, from what I remember, now I've not, and I think I even mentioned this previously, um, I'm familiar with these games. I've played a little bit of the first one, but I never did finish it, and I did not jump because there is a sequel to this game as well, um, which is called Nirvana and One R V A N N Dash A. You basically are playing as a bartender, right, behind a bar, and you just have customers that come in. It's a very cyber—I mean, it's in the name, cyberpunk bartender action. 
but it's a very synthwave, cyberpunk, futuristic feel. Um, it's kind of based on PC-98, like, styling in terms of the actual way it looks and the way that it's supposed to sound, and also inspired by anime, obviously. But um, you just are mixing drinks based on what the customers say to you, right? Like, so they tell you they want something and you kind of just make things up and you'll create a drink, you give it to them, they might like it. It'll increase their level of something with you, their relationship level. Um, It's a decent concept for a game. You're running a dive bar. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. And uh, yeah, funny you should mention PC-98. Yeah, Yeah, we go go from talking about adult drinks to... Well, before, we, did, we didn't really talk about the track much. That is true. That is true. You're kind of um, rushing me okay. through this one. <laughs> I am. Uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes I finish too fast. Sorry, I get excited. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, th- this this track though, man. Um, I mentioned the the icy part. Uh, this this is straight up dance party jam. I love this track. Oh yeah, this I is really super have a soft chill. spot for this. Now, super super chill. It's got a great vibe. Uh, it does have that synth wave feel to it that I knew it would as soon as I realized what game I was having you pick from. Um, I feel like this sounds to me like early 90s synth wave as opposed to 80s synth wave. There's some element of it that really makes me think of that. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what that element is, but I agree with you. It doesn't necessarily sound like it's, you know, kind of rooted in that 80s feel that a lot of synth wave is. But it's definitely yeah. synth wave. Um, it's such a vibe. I love the soundtrack of Valhalla. It's largely all great from what I've listened to. Because I listened to quite a bit when I was doing the prep for that Alchemy episode. And uh, a fairly extensive soundtrack, too, huh? It is, yeah. They, they have three three discs, and disc one has 25 tracks, disc two has 27 tracks, and disc three has 23 tracks. And none of them are, like, super short. Well, a couple of them are. But most of them are at least a minute and a half or beyond, with several of them being greater than three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if we ever have you guys done uh, like a like a bars or taverns episode? Taverns, yes, we have. Okay, okay, gotcha. we did do, we a do a part episode. two, and I think we're definitely gonna have to pull something here. I think I may have done that episode with Sean. Oh, wow. You know what? Yes, yes, that was during the the intermediate time between Frank. Yeah, when when I was having a bunch of just people guests on the show. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think Sean actually joined me on that one, dude. There's a the last track of of disc two, "Your Love Is a Drug," featuring Adriana Figueroa, uh, from YouTube, uh, arranged by Insane in the Rain. That's cool. I'm gonna have yeah? to save that for later. <laughs> Yeah, Family Jewels is on the soundtrack as well. Um, Yep. There's some uh, some cool names on here. I wonder is Michael Kelly like on YouTube under one of those like fan names or something? Or I have no yeah, idea. Like, that would be that would be worth pursuing. Yeah, at I some have point. No idea. <laughs> at some point. But, but you did mention PC ninety eight. Now we can take the transition, even though it's been a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, all the transition stuff go from adult drinks to uh, something else, adult, <laughs> and actually a very pretty track. But, yeah, uh, this is yeah, gorgeous, this. man. And I know you fell in love as soon as it started. Kinda, but uh, we listened to track number ten from Akiko Gold, the Queen of Adult, which again released on December twenty second, nineteen ninety four, and could not uh, find a composer, so just you know, composer unknown. 
Um, this is, as you would expect, a very adult game. <laughs> very adult yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, so if, for, for, if anybody listens and knows Japanese and you know <laughs> what that lady I'm was saying. I'm scared of what she said. If, Kyle uh, will be able to tell us. If, Kyle will let us know. If uh, Yeah. If, if it was naughty, um, sorry, I guess. But sorry, not sorry, because this track was awesome. <laughs> it could have been. Let me read. So Moby Games has a description of this game. I'll just read it word for word. Okay. A certain girl's high school has attracted the attention of the authorities. Girls are disappearing and there are rumors of strange cult-like activities going on in the school. Secret Service sends a female agent, codenamed Akiko, to the high school. Posing as an English teacher, Akiko must unravel the mystery, which she eventually does, though not quite the way one would expect from a special agent. The gameplay is very simple Japanese-style adventure. Every screen presents a menu of possible verb commands and objects, such as look at, talk about, etc. By going through these commands, the player depletes available actions on the screen and moves to a new one. Sometimes it is also possible to move around the school. The game is very heavy on pornographic scenes, mostly <laughs> depicting lesbian sex. <laughs> Oh uh, man! <laughs> it's, this is a uh, a rogue back in the nineties, game. the good old days when yep. when things were clean and pure. <laughs> this is this is one hundred percent eroge, or however you say that. Oh yeah, eroge. Japanese visual novel. This is what you think of uh, for all you fans out there of KVGM The Last Wave. Total hentai. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man! But this track, this track, this is like I wanted this to this be a world so bad when it started, dude. Because we we yeah. always talk about and love. Well, I know they're perfect for episode three hundred. It's close. I wanted this it's so bad four, to be four. a world. It's in a slow 4-4. Four, four. It's, and it's weird because it's it's almost a cross between, like, some classical sensibility, but also some of, like, the old, old, like, American love songs, like A Whiter Shade of Pale and Moon River and stuff like that. Okay, it, yeah. It's got some of those same, like, melodic cadences and melodic cadence, that's not a thing, but, the, you know, the same, like, structure. But the, but the thing that you mentioned, I fell in love with this right away. The thing that really got to me immediately hit me in the feels was, this is straight up MIDI, dude. It like is. I had to look up if the PC-98 could do MIDI, and yes, it, it was capable of just straight MIDI sound. But man, I came of age with the MIDI sound font, like or the MIDI sound of, of music. And back in college, I was a music major for a couple of years, and in one of my composition classes, we were learning to compose on a computer, and the program that we used spat out MIDI when we listened back to it. So I'm very familiar with all these different instruments. Nice. And, yeah. Take a look, take a look at this uh, scene from the game. Game. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's a good thing that my <laughs> wife is in bed and didn't walk in and see that on my screen. She would have been like, wait a minute, I thought you were recording a <laughs> I wonder which one Akiko is. <laughs> I hope she's the one getting a train run on her. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> Oh man, oh, what a man. pick. What a pick. That's awesome. This dude, this is so much fun. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and this music is so I mean not, not a bad track yet. Exception. We've lucked out. Not a bad track yeah. yet. And with a small exception of those last two that, that really went together really well, it's been a there's been a big variety on oh, this yeah. episode. Yeah, we're so. kind of keeping with what we do usually without even having to plan for it, which is kind of dope for sure. Well, are you ready to uh, see if we can keep that train running? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. 
All right. Uh, so, okay, give me give me my word. Vain. V-A-I-N. Uh, one, two, or three? Uh, one. Okay. One through 16. Let's go with 13. <laughs> okay. And hopefully okay. it's not a 17-minute track. It's not. Said before, I was glad I didn't do 13. We're going to do it this time. Opening up my second block, we're going to take a listen to Nostalgia Theme from Vain Dream 2, the Bonvelt full arrange version, released November 11th, 1992, composed by Tenpei Sato. Okay, uh, give me my second word. We are going to go with drug. <laughs> okay, okay. And I am using randomwordgenerator.com, by the way. This, that was, I mean, it's great for me. Great word, but okay. purely, wow. uh, purely random. All right, uh, one through 77. <laughs> I had a feeling. Uh, 64. 64, okay. And I will say only the uh, first four are albums <laughs> with, with the word in them. Um, And actually, no, they don't even have the word in them. Wow, interesting. Okay, I wonder how that happened. I did do the right thing. So, okay. <laughs> All right, you said 67? 64. 64, okay. Oh, okay. All right, give me a number between one. Holy crap. Look at the top of the website. It'll tell you how many files are in there. Okay, thanks, yeah. Okay, give me a number between, and and you don't have to be conservative here. Give me a number between 1 and 885. Holy <laughs> shit. Are they numbered? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are they in alphabetical order? They are. Oh, they are. Okay. Um... 666. <laughs> okay, next up, we're going to listen to Sad 16 from The Walking Dead, the Telltale series, season three, released on December 19th, 2016, composed by Jared Emerson Johnson. 
What is my final word? Your final word is going to be communist. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah. Give me a number. One through ten. Uh, one. Excellent. Okay. I'll explain why in a moment. Okay. Uh, give me a number one through 24. Uh, let's go with 10. Used a random number generator for that one. Cool. That's even more random. <laughs> Coming from the only album on that list of 10, we're going to listen to Motherland from Adventure Communist, released August 10th, 2016, composed by Chris Hendricks. <laughs>
coming back in, we are first talking about nostalgia theme from Vain Dream 2, Die Bahnwelt. Uh, this was uh, composed by either Tenpei Sato, Nobuhito Koisei, or Iki Nakamura. And yeah, this was released on the, again, the old PC systems, uh, the FM Towns and the, the I want to say the PC-98, maybe? Um, looking it up, looking it up. What just happened? Sorry. Yeah, FM Towns and the PC-98. And yeah, this is uh, really nice. Really nice. Yeah, Definitely I don't know an RPG any... feel. What you do? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, have, I don't know anything about this game or series. Uh, it does have a very strong JRPG feel. I like how we're getting a lot of uh, JRPG. And, and honestly, all three of these tracks in this block went so well together. They all had a very slow, yeah. kind of melancholy vibe to them, except until, for, until we got to the end. At least at it, the beginning. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, it picked up a little yeah. bit at the end there. But um, this is I super will say cool, the- man. So 1992 was the PC-98 release, and the FM Towns version released in 93. Uh, MyAbandonware.com says the theme of the game is anime-slash-manga, fantasy, and turn-based. Apparently was a top-down game, uh, developed and published by Glodia. Never heard of them. Um, Me neither. But uh, Moby Games, once again, has a description. Uh, the land of Korea enjoyed a peaceful existence until the beautiful but deadly goddess of darkness decided to make it her own land, imposing a rule of terror on its people. Finally, the golden dragon of the sun and the silver dragon of the moon interfered. In a titanic battle, they perished together with the evil goddess. To protect further safety of Korea, 108 dragons sent it onto the earth. <laughs> Buck wild. <laughs> The new age of peace lasted until a mysterious knight entered the shrine of the ice dragon, killing the guards and the dragon himself. A young hunter named Warwick, together with his friends, must find out who did this. The quest for peace begins. Well, hell, man, I would okay. watch that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that sounds cool <laughs> as hell, dude. It does. That sounds cool as hell. Dude, that, that is really cool. I, I, I'm really curious about the German name. Um, it just says Vain Dream 2 on Moby Games, so I wonder where the Bonvelt came from. Uh, I don't know. I found, this... I found this on Wikipedia. I don't know if it's the same game or not. Um, that does not at all look like the same game. So probably that was just like a like maybe an error in the listing. Maybe, but but um, because that looks like a more of a futuristic game because they got guns. Yeah, uh, there are definitely no guns in. And uh, this Bay this Street is too. top down too. So I feel like the description you read was this one. Uh, no. Well, well maybe the FM Towns, but because okay. this was also published and developed by Glodia. I think this is the same damn game, dude. Because okay, well this is the image on Moby Games. It's loading. Hold on. Yeah, that's Vain that. Dream 2. Yeah, but it doesn't say the German subtitle unless that's what that is underneath it in the kanji. Um, well, and yours says the Bonvelt was released for the Sharp X68000. Vain Dream 2 only came out for the FM Towns and the PC-98. But I wonder again if it's the same game. Oh, maybe it's like a reskin or something? Yeah. Okay, okay, be curious here. Oh, uh, that okay, that's really interesting, actually. Uh, I might have to look into that for a second, but it says Vain Dream 2 is not directly related to its predecessor, uh, story wise, but it shares gameplay mechanics. Uh, okay, I'm gonna look up real quick the Bonvelt, which is spelled um, Die Bonwelt in American. Um, uh, I that is, that's actually think now that I'm looking at this, I could be wrong. Well, because this says, okay, the Bonvelt is a top-down shooter. Yes. 
I, I wonder if they use the same soundtrack somehow. It says music is by Iki Nakamura. Okay, 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 okay. It, uh, this album. Ah, soundtrack. Arranged tracks of Iki Nakamura's music from this game was included in the album Vain Dream 2 plus the Bonfeld. Yes, I was just going to say version. this album includes both the music from Vain Dream 2 and that German name. So, yeah. so the actual game that this track comes from is just Die Bonfeld. Yeah, it's it is not because from Vain the, Dream the, 2. the second half. Okay, the second half uh, is Die tracks. Bonfeld, looks like. DGMDB okay. has tracks 1 through 9 and track 16 as Vain Dream 2, and then tracks 10 through 15 are from Die Bonfeld. Okay, excellent. Okay, well, um, so nostalgia theme from Die Bonfeld. I guess I'll give you all this again. A theme from... Oh, I don't need it. I just updated my thing. Okay, you got it. Okay, cool. Well, regardless, this is a really nice track. Um, sad, somber, like the sound of it. I do too. And um, yeah, I, I think kind of inadvertently we, we may have talked about this enough. What do you think? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. We. <laughs> I think most of our talking was trying to figure out what the hell this game is from or what the game even is. Um, but yeah, just a super melancholy track. I really dug this a lot. And I like, again, how this block kind of flowed. It was cool. And everybody just kind of got a peek into what goes into our our research when we when we figure things out. That was that was fun. <laughs> I actually enjoyed. It. I hope I hope everybody enjoyed that at home. Let us know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and you know, let us know if you like this style of episode as well. Yeah, I'm having so fun. Far, I'd be willing to do this more often. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. But that leads us to a track that was really super fun to find. <laughs> um, sad. <laughs> 16 and there are a lot of sad tracks let me see um this is a very sad franchise it is yeah this is from the walking dead telltale series and um this is from season three the list i looked up is divided into the the four seasons and season three by far has the biggest soundtrack um with like oh what did i say like 500 something something yeah 521 tracks in season three this track was number 666 18 total <laughs> in season 3 but number 666 total <laughs> and um out out of 21 sads this is sad 16 yeah the mark <laughs> of the beast never fails me dude yeah this is uh well this is it's pretty sad man pretty sad i think the mark of the beast would sound a little more intense but um i uh, did at least uh, maybe it this did is like iron aftermath. maiden did it did what iron maiden did it that's for sure <laughs> actually that was the number of the beast but still yeah well in in the very narrow genre of um uh, I guess premillennial eschat- dispensationalism, eschatology of certain branches of evangelicalism. If you get the mark of the beast, then you are damned to hell no matter what. So maybe this is like somebody realizing that happened, you know? Okay. <laughs> but either fair, way, fair. I don't care because Jared Emerson Johnson and violins, man, this yeah. is gorgeous and glad, so sad. Glad we so... actually got some Jared Emerson Johnson on this episode by chance. That's yeah. really cool. And it's from season three, which this is episode 300. <gasps> Look at that. And this is from, this is track 300 something <laughs> on that soundtrack, even though it's track 666, uh, which is three sixes. Oh, all right. Wow. It's getting too much, man. I think we're about to, we're about to start the apocalypse with all this, all this randomness. Cause that's totally what kicks off the apocalypse. The um, Antichrist but anyway, <laughs> man, man, this, it's so stark. Dude. Yeah. This is very, I mean, again, like I said, it fits in this franchise, The Walking Dead, there's somberness everywhere. Um, the TV show and the video game, right? Like, it's very sad. There's a lot of deaths, as you would expect. 
And some of the most, and I think we even played in our first Emotions of Sadness episode. I, I think Frank probably brought something from, he did when uh, Lee passes away, like when he dies, he brought that track. Um, wow. In the first game. But, uh, and, and it's a cool tieback. Uh, this would definitely fit in a future Emotions of Sadness episode. You know, episode one and two are yep. some of our best performing episodes we've done here at BG Mania. Those episodes were were widely enjoyed by most people, I think. Uh, you know, we get to be more vulnerable. And Catharsis I like is that. good. Yeah, yeah, like getting more vulnerable, more emotional. I, I do enjoy that type of stuff. But uh, people need is, a safe space is, to express those emotions. Yeah, they do. They do. But this is gorgeous, man. This is, man, this is cool. This really reminds me of The Last of Us, the show, because again, yeah. I still haven't played the games. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I also, I will admit, I have never seen a single episode of The Walking Dead. I have, but I've not seen a lot of them. Um, it's not a TV show that I really got into much. But I do enjoy the Telltale style of game, and what they did with the Walking Dead IP I thought was really cool. Um, they're they're apparently really good at that kind of thing. Cause I, they are. I heard the Batman take, Telltale yeah. games were also really good. They take an IP and they just nail it, usually. I want to say that it was Telltale that adapted the first couple uh, issues of the Bone comic. They did, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, those were cool. Those were cool. Um, I, I had to look those up just because I was interested in what the voices would sound like uh there is apparently a show that's like in development hell um uh, about bone that i'm really excited about because I, I man i freaking love that comic it's it's fantastic <laughs> anybody who hasn't read bone read it i don't care how old you are i don't care if you like comics i don't care if you like to read read bone because it is so good it is like lord of the rings level for me at least it's so good and bone i like is in a kiko gold bedroth <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, yeah, this, <laughs> this is so good. Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say after that, <laughs> but okay. Walk it, walking it back. Walking dead. Okay. It's telltale walking dead and haven't seen the show. I feel like I would probably like this show. Um, because I was talking to Jeff the other day and I described myself perfectly for the first time in this regard. I am a media slut. I am super easy to please. Okay. So I, I'd probably enjoy it. Um, like something has to be really pretty bad or just really dull for me to not like it. Um, for the most part, I'm down. I'm down to clown, you know, just like just like a Kiko, apparently. Well, I mean, there's probably a reason this show went on so long, right? Yeah, Kiko, she's down. Um, <laughs> yeah, she is. But there's a reason um, this, this show went as long as it did. Yeah, yeah, it def it obviously, you know, connected with a lot of people. Speaking of comics, based on a graphic novel series that I also haven't read any of, but would probably read those before I watch the movie because I can kind of take them in at my own pace. But yeah, this is good stuff, man. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like it a lot. It's fun too. to find. Me too. And that leads us to to another pleasant surprise. Ah, of this the is night. so cool. Uh, a game that launched on Android, iOS, and mobile that I believe was eventually ported to Steam. It is on Steam. Uh, yep. Yeah, we're talking about adventure communist a spin-off of the game adventure capitalist which was also developed and published by hyper hippo uh this game came out in 2016 and it was composed i think by the same guy as hyper hippo chris hendrix and man man this, this is good this is especially 
like 30 seconds in or so. Mm-hmm. This is super dope. And honestly, you know, it does. It starts out sounding kind of like Professor Layton. Yeah, a little bit Professor Layton. Um, but obviously, you know, adventure, communist, communism, you think of Russia, right? So there's some heavy yeah. Russian influence in this track, so much so that a lot of it reminded me of Tetris. The, the track, by the way, is called Motherland. And yes, I hear the Tetris. But yeah, I loved it like incrementally, like at, at about 15, 16 seconds, it starts to get a little more, okay, okay, something's happening. And then, yeah, that it, I, the beat doesn't drop, but it, the, the beat kind of slides in, like you said, around the 30-second mark. Yep. And it goes from Professor Layton to, uh, to Helltaker. <laughs> which we've we played bit. a couple things from. We have, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just... This is a free-to-play game, so anyone can mm-hmm. go check it out on Steam. I assume it's free-to-play on iOS Android as well, but it is free-to-play on Steam. Is Victor Capitalist also free? It was. Okay. I might have to check those out, because I'm a nerd about that kind of stuff. Yeah, this is described as the world's greatest communism simulator. <laughs> yep. Peace land and uh, potatoes. But- You're growing a modest potato farm in a sputting colony. <laughs> The goal of the game is to manage a mock communist state and become more powerful by buying different productions that produce resources. That's oddly oddly typed there, Wikipedia. Um, specifically, there are five industries that all act as a different currency. Potato, land, ore, military, and placebo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This sounds like a board game, dude. These different currencies all have to be managed separately with the exception that everything costs comrades, which replace automatically regardless <laughs> of industry oh man as of december 2nd 2018 the game has over 5 million installations on all platforms the oh wow a couple of years wow i mean again yeah, it's free to play so everyone's gonna it's free to play and it's on all the stuff well, that everybody I carries around in their pockets say so, everybody, yeah. but you know kids download stuff for free all the time because it's free mm-hmm. yep yep uh apparently it's pretty good uh edamame reviews the 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 bright and shining star of the of the critic scene gave the game 8.8 out of 10 labeling it as awesome okay it's got mixed reviews on steam okay yeah uh, steam, for anybody steam who's is more cultural likes it, huh? pocket gamer gave adventure capitalist a three out of ten <laughs> yeah there you go so um well, there's a 3 out of 10, there's a 3.5 out of 5 stars, and then there's a 6.3 out of 10. So, apparently, yeah, middling and mixed. Yeah. Uh, there's apparently also a, uh, a third game called Adventure Ages, um, where time gets broken and the player needs to fix it. Uh, it's an idle clicker. Oh, okay, these are, okay, they're idle clicker games. It's an idle clicker like its predecessors combining elements of the previous two. Okay, uh, that that kind of explains it. I'm not down for idle clickers, so, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. uh, have you ever heard of Doge Miner? I mean, it sounds like a Dogecoin mining thing. It, it's a web-based game, and it doesn't it doesn't actually mine Dogecoin. It's just literally all you do is click and make dogs mine for money. Um, Interesting. That's all you do. And my kids were obsessed with this for, like, three weeks. <laughs> like, so three of my kids, they would just sit on their computers, click, 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 click. And one of them has to then have his own computer. And so Lemon Boy, my 11-year-old, uh, doesn't have his own computer, so he would go to his mom's computer and be like, hey, can you sign me in? What are you going to play? Uh, Doge Miner. Uh, fine, but if we have to buy a new mouse, it's coming out here for um, <laughs> Oh, man. Good times. Oh, that's hilarious. Good times. Man, this track was so fun, though, dude. It was. I loved this. I loved this a lot. This yeah. is, man, this has been so good. I can't believe all my tracks except the closeout are done now. I know. You're almost done with That's why I said I, I would love to do this concept more often as long as people are enjoying it because... 
yeah. this is a lot of fun. Definitely let us know if you are enjoying it. And, Turn it into uh, a quarterly thing, just like our composer appreciations or something. We'll see if uh, if you're up for that after editing this episode. Yeah, this is going to be <laughs> insane. <laughs> All right, though, man. Uh, are you ready for I your first word for am. your final block? I am. I am. Hit me. Oh. Are you, are you using I random word also, generator? I am using randomwordgenerator.com. <laughs> <clears throat> Your first word is homosexual. Okay. No results. Ah, oh, dang. dang. Actually, let okay. me search for... Well. It, did, it did say search for album. Let me do a quick search for song as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no results. Okay. And that kind of makes then sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. That's a very, very clinical term and also a pretty, uh, you know, uh, touchy subject, especially like in Japan. So, all right. Uh, so next, um, your backup word is reaction. Okay. Okay. So we have a couple matching albums that have the okay. actual name. Well, no. Only, right. Just only give me the, give two me the of total them number do. on your screen, dude. S- one through 77. Mm, 69. Okay. I had to do it at least once. That's fair. I guess it would have been better on adult, but we didn't think of it. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Ooh, okay, okay. Never heard of this game. One through 11. Hmm. Uh, hmm. And don't pick one. It's really short. Okay. 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 Ooh, okay. This actually ended up being the title theme. All right, all right, all right. Kicking off this block, we are going to take a listen to Choices and Regrets, the title theme from the Westport Independent. Released January 21st, 2016, composed by Pontus London.
All right, Bedroth, give me another word. Word number two. Okay, word number two. I guess technically this is word number, what, six for you? Yeah? yeah something, the last. Like that. something like that. This word is recommend. Are we going to have to a backup word again? Nope. One through twelve. Ooh, okay. I guess it, yeah. I guess it's technically word seven because we had the had the skip one. One through twelve. Uh, three again. Uh, okay. Big game. Big game. Big game. Uh, one through well, not a huge soundtrack, decent size soundtrack, but big game nonetheless. One through sixty-three. Thirty-seven. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Coming up next, you're taking a listen to Village of the Sun, Valhabar from. Monster Hunter 4, released February 13th, 2015, composed by Marika Suzuki.
Okay, Bedroth. I have one left, unfortunately. It makes me sad because I've been having so much fun. Give me my final word. All right. You know what? Let's uh let's mix this up for the last one. Give me a number between one and ten. Uh, two. Okay. I'm gonna go to the second word then. Ooh, which is sulfur. S U L F U R, right? S U L P H U R. Oh, I'm an idiot. Maybe because this is a British spelling, because I noticed uh, I noticed one of the ones at the beginning had an S where we would usually have a Z or a T. Okay, that's super interesting. So searching the word sulfur with an F gave me ten albums, and then searching the word with a PH also gave me ten albums, but none of them are the same. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, uh, one well, through ten. Okay. Or do you want me to do one through twenty, and it might be from the first sulfur? <laughs> nah, because I'll just know. I'll know because it's the first ten. Yeah. Okay, one through ten, <laughs> S-U-L-P-H-U-R. Yeah. And the number is five. Okay, okay, okay. One through thirty. Thirty. Okay. Closing out my final block, let's take a listen to Patchy the Cybersore from Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Released September 10th, 2002, composed by George Stamatiatis. Coming back in, we are first talking about Choices and Regrets, the title theme from the Westport Independent, again released January 21st, 2016, and composed by Pontus Lunden. I'm probably saying that last name wrong. 
but that's all right. L-U-N-D-E with a little tilde above it and then an N or not a tilde, but like an apostrophe above the E. Um, this is again, dude, very melancholic, oh, dude. but holy shit. Dude. As soon as it starts, those trumpets are just wailing like they're crying they are crying crying exactly man i love this so much i'm i'm probably not gonna be able to pick a track of the episode until we i go back and listen to this (laughs) just because of how everything has been tonight but um but there have been some great great tracks but this i think is going to be my track of show that's fair this is super absolutely breathtaking super sick man And, and a very cool concept for a game. So it is available on iOS, Android, and Steam. And the Steam description uh, says the Westport Independent is a censorship simulator taking place in a post war country governed by the recently elected Loyalist Party. As the editor of one of the last independent newspapers in the country, your job is to remove and edit the content of your paper, affecting the people's opinions of both the rebels and what it just goes dot dot dot. Oh, the okay, let me scroll down. The rebels and the loyalist government, with an increase of rebel activity and an ever watching government breathing down your neck. Whose truth will you print? This is <sighs> this is not the long soundtrack. Cool. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, the game sounds sounds amazing as well. But I, I'm kind of surprised I never heard of this. But I it's guess, very I mean, it's, noir, right? And it has yeah. the feel in the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I felt like it had to be like a like a hard boiled detective or mystery type game at first. But it it is it still has that feel. And man, it's not a long soundtrack. I would be interested to hear more from this composer. I'm definitely gonna sound gonna try out gonna check out the rest of the soundtrack. <sighs> man, I could listen to this all night. This. Mm. Pontus Lunden has seven credits on Moby Games. Only two of them are music related. So he did do the compositions for 2016, obviously, right? The uh, the Westport Independent. And then the year after also did a game called Triple Agent. However, he also did... I think this may potentially, uh, 0010 is the developer of the game. It's also self-published on Steam. It looks like on iOS Android, it may have been published by Coffee Stain Studios. But um, I'm curious if this studio is just him. Because oh, on Moby okay. Games, art graphics are also credited to him, as well as the entire writing and the design of this game. So he has a design and writing credit, both for Westport Independent, the art and graphics, and then, of course, the audio as well, sound and music. I think this may have been just a one-man team or one-man game. Pocket Gamer has him as the CEO of 0010. Okay, so then I think I think he did that on his own. Man, um, yeah, that's... Oh, dude. What a great track, dude. Oh, I, I can't. I, I can't. I just... I, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, on, our, on our saxophone episode, Sweet Sexy Sax. Mm-hmm. We played a track that I can't remember the name of the game anymore at this point, but it was like... You know, the dude was had a saxophone. It was set against like a, a black and white kind of looking city. Uh, what the hell was the name of that game? I don't remember, but kind of reminds me of that. I guess I could try to look it up. I in don't know. Episode. Yeah, credits. maybe, maybe. But these these trumpets are something else, man. Like, they are. It's maybe it's wild. We should we should do a trumpet episode one of these days. Okay, yeah, we did do sweet sexy sax. So it would make sense to do like what would we call the tr- like uh triumphant trumpets? Triumphant trumpets? No. Ooh, triumphant. 
triumphant trumpets. That has a nice sound to it. Yeah, potentially. Gunpoint was the name of that game, by the way. And the name of the track, if you remember, I said wrong. It's Defenestrate to My Heart. (laughs) Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. That takes me back. That takes me back. Uh, Yeah, this was a hell of a track, dude. I'm so glad that this landed up on the episode. We would never have found this again otherwise. Yeah. Never would have. Yeah. Super at all. Super cool. The middle track there came from a much more well-known game. Uh, We listened to Village of the Sun Valhabar from Monster Hunter 4, again released February 13th, 2015. And this one was composed by Marika Suzuki. Very, very traditional town theme in a lot of portions of this track. Like, you know, just the town themes that we're used to hearing in a lot of other JRPGs and just adventure games. Uh, This was super cool. Never played Monster Hunter 4. Um, I've only played a little bit of a few of them. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of this franchise. I think I played a little bit of Monster Hunter 2 or 3. I played a little bit of Monster Hunter World. And then I started Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is more of a traditional JRPG that I want to go back to and play. Yeah, one of my uh, listeners on Very Good Music actually gifted us a copy of Monster Hunter Stories 2, which oh, I, I have been meaning to jump into, but but it's so long, I just haven't yet. So, yeah. uh, But that was that was really sweet, and um, really great music in that game. The Monster Hunter series has some really, really strong music in it. Uh, Dude, 300 episodes in, no one's ever gifted me anything. Holy shit. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but, um, but it was really nice. It was very, very thoughtful of him. And um, but this, uh, I, I wish I could remember who it was. I'd have Not to that I want to give any of you out there my address. I don't have a PO box. I don't really <laughs> give you my address. Well, so. uh, no, he sent me a, a link to download it digitally. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, wouldn't have. That would have been kind of creepy. Uh, wouldn't have uh, felt quite so quite so good. Still would have been nice, but kind of like eh. Okay, but yeah, we're gonna move now. But this, <laughs> yeah, I have played. Uh, I played quite a bit actually. A Monster Hunter try. And uh, when they were little, like five and seven, uh, maybe not even five and seven. No, they must have been even younger than that, like like three and four, maybe three and four, three and five. Um, Dusk and Chukpal used to watch me play, and they would want me to. They, they learned the names of the enemies I would I would fight in the game, and they wanted me to go and hunt those critters specifically. And okay. They would say, go go find some jaggies. Go find some jaggies or something like that. I just remember the the jaggy was one of the uh, <laughs> like the raptor or type type critter, and so. It was fun. It was good enough. But now I feel like I've played enough that I know what the series is. And it's not something I I really feel like devoting that kind of time to again. But this is a great theme. And yeah, like you and I were talking, it reminds me of those classic like early 2000s RPGs. Yeah, we we finally landed on Sun. And I I had mentioned mentioned Radiata Stories, which landed us on Noriyuki Awadare, which we then both realized this is very Awadare. That totally clicked. Yeah, Yeah. because then that made me think of Grandia, which this also sounds like. Yep. And yeah. So who was the composer on this again? This Well, there were several composers on the game. All three of them were Mm -hmm. Marika Suzuki, who was credited on this track on VGMDB and then Mawako Chinone and Ryo Uratani were also credited on this game. Okay. Okay. All right. But yeah, I really like super guitar cool track. on this. Me too. Me too. This also has a little bit kind of like going back to 
I don't remember what track it was anymore at this point because none of these were picked previously. The one that I also described earlier in the show that had like a feudal Japan, a feudal Japan feel, this does too in certain yeah. areas. That one, I believe, was uh, the silk one. Uh, silk and, silk and uh, cotton. That's silk right, yeah, cotton. BGM yeah. number 20. Uh, I told you this also to me, and, and it's pretty obvious in the point that I'm listening at right now, but I don't know if it's the same point you are. There is a bit of a medieval flair here too. Yeah, yeah, there is. That that particular kind of flute, uh, which I don't know what it is, um, but it's a, it's, I feel like it might be a wood flute, but, or maybe a pan flute? But anyway, that flute definitely takes center stage and gives it that medieval feel. Yeah. Almost like a seaside town feel. It does have a port feel to it, you're right. Yeah, uh, but, but that guitar that's kind of supporting and, and adding that little flair and flavor, that is the spice of this track. I yeah, like it a lot. absolutely, absolutely. And that'll take us to the final track we listened to before we close things out. And this will be, I'll just tell you guys, the first time that we haven't listened to the closeout yet. We don't even know what it is. We're going to pick it live. Hopefully it's good because it's going to close the show out. But uh, before we get to that, we listened to Patchy the Cybersaur from Ty the Tasmanian Tiger, which again released on September 10th, 2002, and was composed by George Stamatiatis. Now I am familiar with this franchise. I don't think I've played any of these. If I did, it would have been just bits and pieces of this first one. Uh, But I'm not familiar with it enough to say that I did play this. So I don't think that I did. Same. I am familiar with the franchise, but I I don't think I ever played it. Uh, Not to... um, This is not related to Arrow the Acrobat or Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel, even though it has that same (laughs) kind of naming convention. Uh, But yeah, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Those little flaming boomerangs as weapons, apparently. (laughs) You'd think he was was a kangaroo. Action platformer? It was. It was. A 3D platformer game developed by Chrome Studios. It was published by EA. Um, Chrome Studios self-published the HD remaster that came out for this game in 2016 for PC. It is available on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One as well um, in terms of the remastered version connected at all to KO the kangaroo? I don't think so, but shit, maybe. Um, Another Australian critter. I keep saying critter now. That could be a new thing. Anyway. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, I wonder, is it the same um, studio that did that game? I always called it Cal the kangaroo. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's I think KO because he has boxing gloves and KO. Uh, that's true as well. Um, does not appear that it is the same studio. No, different studio. Interesting. So I don't know if they're we connected ever do an or not. episode, episode, uh, like the Menagerie or the Zoo or the Ark where we pick games the with animals Ark. in the title of the game. Noah's Ark. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm in. But the game actually has to have the name of an animal in the title. I'm in. So, <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that idea. Um, this is cool though, man. Uh, first of all, most of the song, like the first, I don't know, a minute, minute and 45 seconds easy uh it sounds straight out of a dragon quest battle oh it's very as soon as you said that like it's very dragon quest like so much so that it has to be inspired by koichi sugiyama it, it must right like there's no way that could be an accident yeah uh, Patchy the Cybersaur, I'm guessing, is the final boss, you, uh, and you said the same thing, of Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. It's also the final track on the soundtrack. You did pick number 30, so... It is. It is. Yep. So it has to be at the end. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think I was thinking sulfur, and like sulfur, brimstone, fire and brimstone, hell, Sulfur hell Rocks is the, is the name of the track on the soundtrack from this, this game. We did look that up. And so I went to the bottom of the list. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, the depths of hell. Hell is down below. Yeah. 
supposedly, yeah. So, supposedly, so, yeah. And and nope, uh, it's right here on Earth. And yep. Yeah, and uh, d- d- you know, depths, uh, depths of hell. Where do you go? Who do you find? You find Patchy the Cybersaur. Yeah, Satan because Patchy the Cybersaur. Because <laughs> at the end of the track, he apparently dies. And it turns into a much cooler version of this track. <laughs> it, it, it does. It's the same melody, but yeah, yeah it's like acoustic guitar. And oh, I wanted awesome more of that section, dude. Mm-hmm. And some nice claps and snaps. That was really cool. Yeah, I wanted more of that section in the worst up. way. Yeah. I wish that part would have been longer because that was so cool. Um, that like was you, so cool. You mentioned the bends and the strings on the guitar. Like it's so well done. Mm. Mm, yeah. yeah, so this well is a done. Cool find. This is one that we could potentially could have stumbled across at some point in the future. Potentially, yeah. Like if we did, you know, if we do that arc episode, yeah, or um, animal related anything, uh, right? We could eventually, mm-hmm. we might have landed on this again. Unlikely, since you and I don't really have a lot of familiarity with the franchise, but it is possible. Yeah, on our Australian possible. Spirit episode, mm-hmm. uh, Monster Hunter might come up on a on Monster a, Hunter would come up on. We played some Monster episode. Hunter tracks before too, <laughs> like yeah, for sure. So, but this has been a really nice mix of, of you know well-known games, unknown games, and then some that's like, oh yeah, that game exists. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But and and a very very nice eclectic. There's there's the word eclectic, eclectic mix of tracks. Made it in. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody somebody just shouted bingo, or somebody <laughs> just you know took their seventh shot and got really drunk. Um, but man, this was this was so much fun, dude. I'm so glad we did this. This was an awesome episode 300, right? Like, peek behind <sighs> the curtain. My my recording time at this point is 2:51. Yeah, <laughs> we'll mine see too. What it is after you cut it down? Mine too. Mine too. But yeah, man, man, this was so good. So I good. had a blast. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I am excited as hell for next week. Uh, next it's week is also, also going to be hellacious to edit. Yep. But mm-hmm. Mike, I I don't think I've been more. I was really excited to do this one for episode 300. I don't think I've ever been more excited for an episode than I am for next week. <laughs> Even more so after tonight, because yeah. man, man, this this is going to be cool. It's yeah, be really cool. May have to rethink some of the episodes we have on the calendar if these two go over well, because. I really like tonight's concept. I'd be willing to move things around to do this more often. I want you guys to reach out and let us know if this is something you enjoyed. And uh, yeah, and I mean, we can always modify it if you enjoyed it, but you didn't like some of like the the live stuff where we're figuring stuff out. We could technically just come up with a randomized playlist and then just play those songs. But I really, I I like the live live version of it, so I hope everybody. We're else both surprised at this. Like you and I have no idea what's coming, so I think that's super mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I, I I will say the only thing I'll say is we have a special guest coming up next episode. and uh, Not the next... Oh, we really, do. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, not yeah. the next episode, but you're right, we do. We, really however, yeah. we also have another special guest coming up in less than a month, maybe right around that mm-hmm. month time. Yeah. Yep. Which uh, you managed to pull off once again somehow. <laughs> this one was not... I, I mean, any time we do I don't think this one was that hard to actually do, though. This one... This one was very eager. Yeah, he was... He was down. He's always, he, and he he seems like he's always down. But we'll 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 come back to that. Don't want to tease too much. Yeah. But man, I'm excited, and I kind of want to just just close things out. Um, well, before we I do, I want to get to my last track. Yeah. Before we do, because again, we don't know what's coming, so we can't talk about the closeout. Do you have anything to plug? I don't. Not right now. And again, I'll just say. 
Uh, real quick, I was on uh, the VG Emporium podcast recently did it post? with Rage Cage. Uh, it, it, it did post, yes. It actually posted today as we recorded. Okay, I so, looked like two days ago and I didn't see it, so. Okay, yeah. But it is there today and um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. It's We look at original or non-gaming compositions by video game composers. Okay. And it was it was exciting. It was good. So not something you would find on BG Mania because we only play stuff if it came from a game. Yeah. Even if it didn't originate in a game, it has to have been in a game. Correct. Yep. Almost That's, always. So yeah. Yep. There may be a few exceptions in our history. I don't remember. But very, very few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was like one point you did like a remix episode, which I would like to do again at some point. Also but, did YouTube covers a few times um, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was fun, which was super fun to do as well. Um, did you hear how often I uh, pimped Shoot Kapow on that Pikmin episode? Uh, okay, again, peek behind the curtain. I have been listening to an audiobook, so I'm behind oh, on my podcast damn. listening. Okay. <laughs> but thank you very much for pimping my daughter. Never yeah. thought I'd say that sentence. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I am looking forward to that because, uh, um, yeah, I, I like the episodes <laughs> with you and Kyle. And uh, I'm going to have to tell Shoot about the episode, too, now that it's posted. <sighs> So. You know, I, I I will say that soundtrack in Pikmin Four, it's it's out there. It's definitely out there in terms Dude, of. Dude, they're all weird. They're very weird. <laughs> this one I think is probably the weirdest though. Okay, well then I'm I'm excited. I am excited. She doesn't talk a lot about the music in the game, but she really really enjoys the game. She likes it a lot. So. Okay, I wonder if that's because she doesn't like it. That again, it's it's very weird. <laughs> I feel like Shoot has kind of a little bit gotten video game music out of her system. Uh, she doesn't talk much. She still enjoys listening to it. Uh, we were just listening to some of it today, actually. But uh, she doesn't like go out of her way to mention, oh, man, the music in this is really, is really good, like, like she used to when we were doing the show. That's right. Uh, but she is still making Pikmin content. So I guess here's a second plug I wasn't going to make. Is still making Pikmin content and all kinds of other YouTube content. Don't know how much it's going to slow down once cl- once uh, classes start in late August, but she doesn't have a huge course load, so probably not too much, but we'll see. We will yeah, see. We will see. Go check her out on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash at shoot Kapow, or just search shoot Kapow. You'll find her. That is correct. Spelled like it sounds. Spelled <laughs> like it sounds. All right, before we figure out what our closeout is going to be, that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. A close of episode 300. I, dude, I hope we make it to 300 more. I think we will. I think we will. We have enough content to. Uh, it's just strong, man. It's Definitely. just. Are we alive when (laughs) it took us like six years to get to 300? I feel like we'll get to the next 300 a little bit quicker because we don't usually skip weeks anymore. Uh, We've been pretty even if I skip weeks putting an episode out like we still record the content. It'll come out eventually. Um, But still, that's six years worth, give or take a little bit of time. Um, You know, I'm sure we'll still be around and I hope so, because like I said, I would like this to eventually be the show that has the most episodes in the scene. We're getting that there. would that would be really great. We're, getting there. we're up there. New we're, episodes, yeah, by the there. way. A lot of shows keep going and they really re-release content <laughs> and, and do you know what I mean? Like, yep. Like, I want like, everything like to be music new. hour. Who yeah. love those guys, but they they you know do the mixtapes and. Yeah. Uh, and That's yeah, not new yeah, content. But, um, not 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 new anymore. But yeah, um, but they are still making new content, but only once every like once in a while. Yeah, so. it's, it's very rare. It's very rare. So. 
keep listening and we'll keep going. That's all I can say. That's right. <laughs> and keep writing in because we love to hear from you. And especially on this episode, even if you've never written in before, we really want to know how uh, how this went over. So yeah, if you're if listening you on Spotify, like it, drop a comment. We want to know how this one Let goes. us know. Yeah. Positive, negative, Spotify, whatever, constructive. Um, you know, you don't have to, to like, you know, beat us up. But if you if, if, if it was your thing, let us know. Uh, if it was like it was our thing for sure. Let Treat us, us like a Kiko, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> we do want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. All right, Bedroth, let's figure out what that last track's going to be. All right. Oh, by the way, real quick, uh, I was right. Sulfur with an F is the American spelling. Sulfur with a PH is the British spelling. So there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, what is my word? This one might need a backup. Uh, deprivation. D-E-P-R-I-V-A-T-I-O-N. Correct. Okay. <laughs> um, no backup needed? Uh, there is one game. Is it an actual game? It is an actual game. Okay. Well, am, am I picking one through one? Uh, hold on a second. I can also pick a different word if you don't. If you don't That's think okay. It would have worked. Uh, it, it it will be good, but okay. I want to check on something. Okay. Fair. Uh, yeah, one game. So I, I guess, guess I will uh, pick number one. This one game. Yeah, I'll pick number okay. one then. Doesn't seem like I have a choice. And uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, a number between from one to one forty-five. Okay. I'm using my random number generator again to choose. Okay. We are going to go with 71. So, all right. Um, I'm going to say that this is track 71. There are some tracks that have, like, variations. And so you'll have, like, 37A, 42A, 43A, 43B. So I'm actually going to go to track number 71, which is not the 71st track on this list. Okay. Fair. But, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Because uh, I like the, the sound of the, the name of this track. Okay. And I like... The, uh, I like this game. Oh, you like uh, this so... game? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Curious to know what this is then. Deprivation. Closing out the episode, we're going to take a listen to Repose of Souls from Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. Released February 22nd, 2007. Composed by Yoshito Hirano with vocals by Noriko Aoki and lyrics by Ken Yokoyama. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. Thanks for 300. Ah. Uh.